Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, and we're going to take you into the weekend as we always do with the um, mandatory, legally mandated state of Missouri. It's in the statutes. I can confirm you have to listen to the Reardon Roundtable as Absolutely. you go on the weekend, right, Jane? Absolutely. And we don't want lawbreakers. No, no. We have enough of those. Laws. Yeah, we do have <laughs> enough of those. There's no doubt no about doubt. it. Sue Thomas is in the house as well. Let's say hello to her. How are you, Sue? I'm doing great. Thank you. What a, I saw some sort of was there like a weird accident? And by the way, did they catch the person in the blue car? I do not know, but I'm going in to find out. Jane, did you see that video? No. Russell Kinsall Check posted this last no. night. There was an accident at 141 in Fiedler a couple of nights ago, and it was this little blue Chevy Cruze that ran right into this dude on a motorcycle that was just <gasps> at a light. And oh, just you know what I popped. did? I did. It was yeah. horrible. I mean, and they're they trying took to find the guy out. Yeah. Oh, that was. I did see that. He was not seriously hurt. Apparently, that's amazing is, to me. Is. By yeah. the way, yeah. mm-hmm. as someone who's been hit by a car. It's amazing. Oof. Is that what's wrong with you? Yes. Yeah, been Absolutely. trying to figure it out all these years. Let's introduce the rest of the panel. We have a newbie on the panel this I afternoon. I know. It's always gonna, fun when yeah, we do. haze a little bit. You ready, Randy? First and foremost. Hazing uh, begins. Congressman Rodney Davis, former Illinois Congressman Rodney Davis is with us this afternoon. He's been on the round. He had to remind me, but he has been on the round table a couple of times. It's in the past when we were in the other That's studio. how I met Jane and we ganged up on you. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it sort of happens with everybody. Really? It's that always us right. versus Well, Mark. you... I mean, Basically. Mary Miller tells me you're a progressive, Rodney, so we'll see how that falls. Uh, this, <laughs> this wow. So does Jane. <laughs> wow. Also, Perful. so Jeff Smith was going to be here. He handpicked his replacement this afternoon, Ben Samuels, who ran for uh, Congress for a short time in the 2nd District. And Jeff said, he, we'll let him show off a little bit. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Say so it was some community college somewhere, right? <laughs> I don't know why Jeff feels the need to bring this up, but I uh, went to Harvard for college and then used that to become an unsuccessful congressional candidate. So Humble brag. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's I a like great it. way to I use like a Harvard it. degree. <laughs> but is, I that, tell is that D3? <laughs> I tell people, Ben, all yeah, the time. Yeah, we do more about sports. We've made March Madness a couple of times. I, I went to Harvard. One time in 1999, it was there for a Springsteen show. Yeah, it was being great. drunk at yeah, Harvard is right. not the same. I, I don't think. <laughs> for some people it is. Yeah. But, yeah. but I have, I've said this before. So I bought this Harvard sweatshirt when I was there. It really uh-huh. was like 99, 2000. And I wore that damn thing as much as I could just to fake people out, right? I don't think it worked, but Well, I'm a Hoosier because I, I have one that says I didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, I like right, it. Let's get into um, objects and balloons, and there there are a lot of things to talk about this afternoon. We'll get into some of the things related to Wash U, uh, Don Lemon, and Nikki oh. Haley, and uh, we'll talk a little sports at the end of the segment as well. Rodney Davis, going to start with you as the former congressman here. You've been around a lot of this stuff. Uh, the train crash, the objects in the sky, there's a lot of weird things happening in the country right now. Let's start with the balloons. At this point, it seems like we shot some kid's balloon down, and I'm not even making this up if you heard this because yeah. one of the balloons that we shot down with a missile might very well have been you know just like a, a hobbyist balloons so what do you make of all this because obviously we were here by the way two weeks ago today we were here and congressman wagner called us in the four o'clock hour because the thing the original chinese balloon was flying overhead uh, questions remain though don't they yeah, they certainly do look americans are screaming for leadership and this entire episode when it comes to the balloon issue has been a clear lack of leadership and a lack of transparency out of the Biden administration. They could have taken that Chinese balloon down that everybody knew was a Chinese spy balloon. They could have done it over Alaska. They could have done it over Montana. They could have done it over sparsely populated areas. They let it traverse the country and gather intelligence and took it down in the Atlantic Ocean and then decided, like the Biden administration personnel do, to go 10 steps ahead and shoot down everything in sight that looked like a balloon in the next week or so. So here we are. Now, we in the, now we're in the aftermath. There's a lack of transparency. And I know Jane's over there boiling, but it is a clear <laughs> lack of leadership coming from a very incompetent administration. Hey, when we shoot down a $10 balloon with a $400,000 you know, um, missile, that's a good return on your investment, right? Some kid's balloon went down with that missile, Jane. Well, see, here, yeah, well, you would have complained if it wasn't shot down, but... Well, if it um, missed the first time, by the way, over Lake Huron, so... Yeah, well, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not a good thing. No. But no, I mean, look, I was very clear about this. I mean, no one goes in our airspace. It's, that, it's a real bright line rule. That's it. Like, it's not, it's on or off switch. You don't go into our airspace without our permission. It's not okay. It's never okay. I don't care who it is, whether it's China, whether it's anybody. We have, we are a, we are a sovereign nation, and you get out of our airspace. And if we did that to them, we would expect the same behavior. And so, um, you know. You? I don't know. I, it's this I common like sense stuff. I've been. It's been working. Man, poor, no, no. Ben. I mean, Ben's I'm just gonna smarter. have to be on the fringe here. I mean, but afternoon. I just, you know, look. I just don't think there's a good explanation for it. I don't care if it's a weather balloon. Just get out of our airspace. And um, it's just not the time right now to be like testing people. I don't know if it was a game or what game they're playing. Um, but we need to make sure that they know that we're not playing games and don't come into our airspace. It's that simple. I mean, there, there's very few bright line rules when it comes to, you know, international politics and international you know, law. Get out of our airspace. Get out of our sovereign nation. And Ben Samuels, let's get to you. One of the issues I think that some of us have here, too, is just the lack of communication and transparency. And we'll get to the train wreck in a, in a second because that exists as well. And they're, they're, look, I think people in this country coming out of the pandemic and you know, in particular, are are confused. Not everyone is educated. So when things like this happen, there are geopolitical issues that Jane referred to. There are military issues. And then there's just the country kind of wants to know what's going on. And that's been lacking here the last it's fear. couple of weeks. Yeah, we, right? we have a lot of fear. Yeah, there's no question that there's fear at play here. The other detail that's come out in the reporting the last couple of days is there's been at least three of these balloons that were apparently discovered during the Trump administration that either people, the public is just being made aware of now. I don't know the yeah. full extent to which yeah, it's weird. Trump administration That's weird was That's aware. That's weird, too. It's the same thing. There's, same there, rule There applies. is a lack of communication on this stuff sort of happening, um, this sort of stuff happening. But with uh, 
it's sort of tough to explain why China is doing this in the first place. With satellite technology being what it is, them sending balloons into our airspace. You know what makes I think? I think absolutely. No I think sense. they know their satellites suck. I think that's why. It's, it's pro- I think they probably have a technology problem. Seriously, because part, why wouldn't satellites take care of whatever you think you need? My understanding would be, Ronnie. I don't know if you know anything more about this or not, but I did hear some reference to the fact that the balloons moving at the pace that they are, as slowly, might provide more information. I, I don't know. If that's true, well, they're not seeing what they apparently see. I was reading about this. It does apparently provide slightly different, perhaps more nuanced information. They have done this before, uh, again, three times during the Trump years. Now this most recent one. Is it worth causing this whole geopolitical incident? No. China actually does seem to be backing off of it a little bit. Should we be? It, it does seem like we may be a bit trigger happy shooting down any balloon in the sky now. I agree that the. Illinois student group who had the weather balloon up getting shot down. Poor kids. Probably doesn't those make a ton of kids. sense. All right. But, so, well, for those of us who live through 9-11, I mean, I, I want anything in the sky that's, that's. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm paranoid about the sky. So, I, you know, maybe I'm a little crazy. I'm going to start know. that hashtag with crazy. Jane. Hashtag Jane crazy. Duger, I'm paranoid about the sky. Well, yeah. I mean, do you, I, you know, I mean, w- I mean, we saw airplanes go into buildings. No, I mean, that's I, part of my point here that you should. There's a fear we should be paranoid should... about what's in our airspace. And so we, we should also be paranoid. Speaking of paranoia, we should also be paranoid that the sheer fact that it's now being reported that there were incursions like this during the Trump administration. And we never knew. And my friend never John Ratcliffe. Director of National Intelligence, didn't know. Former CIA director, another friend of mine, Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State, didn't know. That's disturbing. Did, John did, didn't, didn't know didn't or couldn't know. say. I mean, those... they, John Ratcliffe, who I served with him in Congress for multiple terms, one of the most genuine, honest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, what does he benefit by he, saying I didn't know? If yeah, he said disturbing. I wasn't briefed on that, no one told me about it, no one told what him about it. What if they didn't it. know? I mean, who who is supposed to know that? The military. Those guys. The military. Knew, the guys General that... Milley knew then and knew now. How many other well, instances that, that's has this question. happened? Yeah, no, that, that bothers that's me. That's the paranoia that I have right now. All right, yep. Rodney Davis, Jane Duker, Ben Samuels on the panel. Ben, you've, because uh, we're going to haze a little bit here this afternoon. You just blamed Trump for the balloon. He's responsible for the train wreck and Mayor Pete being completely gone from all this as well. Right. Go ahead, because I know some people are doing that. Yeah. Thanks for teeing me up well on that one. (laughs) I I will say this, that our rail infrastructure in this country, infrastructure in general, and this is something that every administration has to has to tackle. But our rail infrastructure in this country is so lacking relative to anywhere else in the world. And a stat that I used a lot when I was uh, running for Congress is that trains in uh, the train from St. Louis to Chicago today runs about half an hour slower than it did in 1935. There's no excuse for that. That's, in that's any, bizarre. It's insane, well, right? It, but in fairness, though, and I'm asking this seriously, is it because they stop at more prisons? Because they do stop at places, there, there, there's, there's basically two reasons why that's happening, as I understand it. One is they've added more stops over the years. People, Members of Congress in Illinois basically have lobbied for more stops along the way, including the man who's sitting to my left. And the other is that we've just underinvested in rail infrastructure and it is no longer deemed safe to go at the speeds, again, that they were going in 1935, give or take. This is a persistent issue. It It is an extremely unfortunate issue. I broadly sympathize that... Mayor Pete needed to do more to get out. Secretary Pete needed to do more but to the, get out. But the issue this, now but. is right because it's it was weird to me at the beginning that this thing happened on February third, and the media coverage was not 
very immediate. We yeah. would see pictures out there. I don't, there. I don't think people appreciated the extent to which there was real potential environmental damage. Now, and hazardous waste to humans. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, now, I mean, again, was reading about this earlier today, and fortunately it does seem like a lot of the absolute worst damage was contained, which is a testament probably to a mix of federal and state officials in Ohio. That's not an excuse for why our rail infrastructure is lacking where it is, nor is it an excuse for under-communicating what's happening on the ground there. Because I think this is really one of those issues. If you take the the shots at Mayor Pete, which I think are appropriate out of the mix, this should be a bipartisan issue where people say, wait, same thing with the balloon and some of the issues related to that. John Tester's been, I think, evidence of this. But on, on the uh, train crash, people aren't being communicated with. And they feel they don't trust the government because of COVID and because the CDC and all these things as well. So I can't sit here and tell someone in Ohio that smells toxic fumes and they think that they taste something in the water and maybe they're getting sick or their cat's getting sick. Who knows? But you can understand completely having seen this scene and and understanding their frustration without communication from this administration. And I think Mike DeWine stepping in, but even Mike DeWine may have gotten involved in some of this a little too late. Maybe we just didn't get the coverage. I don't think you got the coverage. Look, I saw my colleague Bill Johnson, who represents East Palestine, Ohio, uh, on every outlet that he could possibly be on. Talking in the about aftermath, the, you mean, right in away. In the aftermath. Yeah, okay. and, and, you know, unfortunately, there's a transparency issue. There's also an urgency issue. Um, imagine if this was in a Democratic area, an urban area. I think it would have been covered much more differently than it's been covered by the Biden administration and by the Department of Transportation. Um, We need FEMA assistance in East Palestine. There may not be population. They may not meet the standards that FEMA has laid out to get a federal disaster declaration. But there's one person in the entire country that can change that, and that is President Joe Biden. Can he do that just with the stroke of a pen? Yes, So why would you refuse that? Because the thing about government is that I do think that, you know, there's legit questions about all the money we're sending to Ukraine. We're helping people right now with the earthquake, right? We're sending money for the earthquake. I guess it's NATO. I don't know the particulars of the money. But for the love of God, we got people here that need help in Ohio, and that's where government resources should go, the hurricane, Well, I was going to say, if they're not careful, this is going to be a Katrina. I mean, you have got uh, EPA and transportation should have been there day one. I mean, I'm just telling you, when you have known hazardous waste emanating from some sort of transportation vehicle, I mean, it seems to me that people, I mean, it's just sort of, I don't know, like common sense is out the window, but you need to be there for the people right away. Did somebody tell them that it wasn't that serious? I mean, what what, what well, prevented it's confusing. that? It is confusing. Hang on. We have two more segments to go. It's a Reardon Roundtable on a Friday on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 